kicking that theme off in a few moments' time, but first Terry's going to come and bring us our reading from God's Word in the first part of Psalm 139. reading from verses 1 to 18. O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. O Lord, you hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good evening, everyone. So, as uh, Tim has said, uh, this evening we're starting a new series entitled Towards Becoming a Healing Church. And, uh, of course, you may think of healing as uh, something uh, where we uh, see a difference made uh, on our bodies and yet as we'll explore uh, this evening, it goes far deeper and wider. To begin with, we're addressing the question, uh, where is healing found? And uh, this is similar to what is healing. And uh, as we read our scriptures, we see that healing was very much a vital part of Jesus and his disciples' ministry and mission. And I don't have to take us through the different places where we see this. But we do hear 
Jesus uh, commanding his followers to place their hands on sick people and they will get well. In fact, Jesus' great commission to his disciples uh, and to the disciples yet to come, including that they were to teach them to obey everything as I have commanded you. And this, this, of course, includes healing. We can see the early church putting this into practice. In fact, prescribing ways in which to go about it. In James chapter 5, if anyone is any one of you sick, let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. See, this prescription is accompanied by a promise. And of course, Paul writes to the uh, church in Corinth about the Spirit who grants healing to another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. So receiving and ministering healing is part and parcel of what it means to be a follower, a disciple of Jesus. It is vital to the ministry and mission of the church. Healing is not confined to the past, uh, to Jesus alone, nor to the first disciples, nor to the early church, but is granted to the church across the ages, even today, even here, even now. The healing, of course, comes in various forms, healing of the body, of the mind, of the spirit, but healing we're proposing this evening is essentially about wholeness, a well-being of our total being. All that makes me, me, complete in Christ. The World Health Organization uh, quotes a state uh, that healing is a state of complete physical, mental, spiritual and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease and infirmity. So healing is of body, mind, spirit and more. The healing of relationships, healing in society, healing of the world and its unjust systems and of creation's brokenness. One chap said, the kingdom of God is creation healed. So this evening we ask the question, where is healing or where is healing to be found? Where can we go for healing? And this evening we're considering Psalm 139, a psalm of David. I want us to see the truth that's contained within this psalm and apply that truth to our lives. So what does this psalm reveal? We see God, uh, David knew that God was the source of his healing, of our wholeness. I'd like us to look at this psalm. It may be that you want to have this psalm open, Psalm 139, uh, as we look through it. To make it our own prayer to the God who knows us and loves us 
and wants us to be complete in him. So what do we learn? Firstly, we are known by God. And this knowledge is comprehensive. He knows us comprehensively. You've searched me, Lord, and you know me. Here is an intense search, an intimate search, an incredible search. It is as though no stone has been unturned in David's life. No nook or cranny that God has not looked into. No dark secret that God has not discovered. If we want to know healing, wholeness, then we need to know that we are known. God knows everything. Nothing is hidden. He knows absolutely everything about you and about me. He has searched, he has uncovered, he has unveiled. And of course he cannot be mocked, he can't be fooled. It would be foolish, wouldn't it, on our parts to think that we could hide anything from the all-knowing God. His omniscience lays us bare. His awareness of us renders us naked. And he not only searches out for us, the shepherd searching for his sheep, but the search goes deeper and more personal. See, God knows you and all that you are and all that you are not. He knows the good and the bad, the right and the wrong, the pleasure and the pain the wholeness and the brokenness. He knows you. His searchlight has picked you out as you've bobbed up and down in that sea. His laser has cut to the very heart. You are known. And in this, he knows all our movements. You know, when I sit and when I rise. See, he knows when you're settled and when you're on the go. He knows when you're resting and when you're active, when you're exhausted and given up and dejected. And when you have plans and purpose and power. He knows when you shrink back in doubt and weakness. And when you strive ahead in faith and strength, he knows you. Right now, he knows you. Don't even try to pretend or to hide. We're to be honest and open with him for our healing. See, Jesus has lived in this world. He knows what it is to sit in your seat He knows your situation and he can bring healing even when it seems a hopeless situation, bringing wholeness to where you sit in the darkness and desperateness, in the mud and mire. 
And he knows all of our thoughts. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You see, it's even before we know them, even before they arrive, even whilst they are at a distance, on the horizon, God knows what's going or about to go through your mind. Your troubles and your turmoil and your plans and your fears, he can read your mind. Some minds are full of distress and anguish. So come to him with all your thoughts and he can bring healing. In fact, let's put it this way, don't us limit prayer to speech, but be silent before him. Allow your thoughts to flow and to wander. Bring them all, offer them up to him. Sit or lie in that place of prayer. Not just spoken prayers, but thinking prayers. David also prayed in Psalm, uh, Psalm 55. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me. And I am distraught. So he knows the very heart of our being, the very depths of our trauma. In verse 23 of our psalm this evening, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Maybe you want to make that. A prayer. And he knows all our places. You discern my going out and my lying down. He knows where you go and whom you go with and what you do there. He knows the pattern and structure of our lives. He knows the changes that happen to us as we grow older, as the seasons and times change in our lives. Sometimes the familiar being replaced with the unwanted, that which now brings us difficulty and stress and strain. He can bring healing in the place where you now find yourself. And of course, he knows all of our ways. You're familiar with all our ways. He knows all of our mannerisms, our character, our tendencies, our triggers. He knows how and why we react and respond in certain ways, even if we do not. You see, he knows us better than we know ourselves. And he can bring healing and change to that which is ingrained. And we would love to be different. He knows all of our words. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, Lord. He sees, understands the thought processes that lead to our words being formed. And he loves us. He knows our words 
the words we wish we could take back, but he still loves us. We are known and loved by God and wanted by God. You see, he doesn't reject you, even though he knows everything. He's not put off by you. He's not scared off by you. He's never fobbed off by you. We come just as we are and we can find rest for our soul. He knows us. And just in case you think you can run away from him, the psalmist reminds us that we are encompassed by God. We are surrounded. It's as though we are caught and held by him. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand on me. Your right hand will hold me fast. We're totally hemmed in. He's got us cornered. As you may see the, on the TV where the, the cops and robbers are, come out with your hands up. You're surrounded. You see, we can surrender to him because we are surrounded by him. Your collar has been felt. You've been grabbed by God. He's laid his hands on you. You're arrested on the spot. You've been stopped and searched. So there's no need to keep on running. He's got you. He has got you. So you can rest in his arms. You can know the peace and security of being in the hands of your loving God held in his loving grasp, his healing hold on you. He guards you and he is able to guide you. You see, why would we want to escape his reach? Because there is the promise of a safe haven. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence. If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will will guide me. You see, we've been outwitted. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to out to attain. See, which one of us thinks that God does not understand us, that God does not understand our situation, our complication, our consternation? Which of us thinks that God is unaware of our ailment and our pain. 
He sees us. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, the light become night around me, even the darkness won't be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. You may be going through some very dark days. Discomfort, pain, anxiety, depression, fear, sense of powerlessness. The darkness feels as though it pervades, it encloses, it strangles, it suffocates. But even in that desperate dark place, God is present with you. He knows the darkness. He's acquainted with it. He knows the anguish. He knows the abandonment. He knows the rejection. Look to him who is your light in your darkness, your peace in your pain, your hope in your despair. You see, you are created by him. You know, your very DNA was knitted together by God, and God doesn't make mistakes. If I try to knit one pearl one, I drop ten. But God's able to bring glory through you. You have been deliberately and lovingly created. You are a work of art. You've been weaved and crocheted and connected and constructed in the womb with sinews and ligaments and blood vessels and nerves and bones and muscle fibres and a a lymphatic system and a digestive system and you get the picture. It's all been intricately weaved together to form you. You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. My frame wasn't hidden from you in that secret place. No one else sees. Know this, that if God saw you then, he certainly sees you now. He sees what you face and what you deal with. He sees your body when the bits break and tear and creak and crunch. But even then, when you wake up in the morning, you can look at yourself in the mirror and speak this truth to yourself. I Praise you, O God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're able to say, you know you look wonderful today? Because it's true, it's in God's word. Your eyes saw my unformed body Even when you were a single, fertilised egg, God saw you and purposed you. You see, you were planned by God. 
Your very being was planned. The fact that you exist was planned. You have a purpose. Your body, mind, spirit, your relationships, your deeds, your words. God knows it all. He sees it all. He has plans for it all. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. What is more, God doesn't stop thinking about you. He's always mindful of you, always aware of you, always perceiving you. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. We can't count the number of times that God is thinking of us. We're not overlooked. We're not forgotten. We're loved. And every aspect of your life is under his gaze and subject to his care and concern. Therefore, he is able to bring you peace and wholeness and completeness in Christ. You see, the psalmist reminds us that we are secure in God. From the moment we awake to the moment we sleep, we can know his secure and accompanying presence when I am awake, when I awake, I am still with you. And then we didn't hear this, but the final verses of this psalm remind us of the difficulties that we may face. Even in the face of onslaughts from others in this world, we can know God's powerful presence. See, he knows what it is to be faced with adversity. Now God is able to put the wicked in their place. He is able to hold at bay those baying for our blood. He is aware of those who are against him and therefore against us. Those who are adversarial in their words against us and bent on evil towards us. You see, if we align ourselves with the Lord, we find ourselves also in the firing line. God can bring healing, even in such spiritual and psychological battles. And lastly, this psalm reminds us that this healing and wholeness comes because we can know the forgiveness of God. As we are honest before him, and as we allow him to show us what needs to be repented of, turned away from, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Our ultimate healing comes through knowing Jesus Christ as our Saviour, and as our Lord. Through the cross of Christ, he removes our offensive ways, our rebellious, stone-cold heart, and replaces it with a heart that is now capable of love, and which seeks to love him back in grateful obedience. He performs that heart surgery on us. We heard... Uh, on Saturday, yesterday, about the need to give him our hearts. Allow him to mend 
and repair that broken heart, that broken relationship with him. And he is able to bring radical healing, that reconciliation with him as we commit ourselves to him. And I end with a quote. Christian healing is that touch of God upon my life which empowers me to walk in newness of life. We each need that touch of God. Let us pray. Our God, we want to thank you for this psalm of David. Thank you for the reminders of the truth contained within it. Thank you that you know us and see us and that you encompass us. Thank you, Father, that you care deeply for each one of us here. And as we are honest before you and bring ourselves before you, we acknowledge our need of you in every aspect of our lives. No stone unturned, nothing is hidden before you. You know every thought, every deed. And so, Lord, we come openly and honestly before you and we thank you that you send us, Jesus, to be our Saviour and Lord. We place our trust afresh in him. Whatever's gone on before, we do so now. And we humble ourselves before you and ask that you might bring that healing, that wholeness, to every aspect of our lives, that we would go deeper and further with you. And that through us, we might see healing and reconciliation come to the relationships that we are engaged with, to the communities that we live within, and to the wider world. We give you thanks and praise for your love for us and the fact that you demonstrated that love for us in Christ. Amen.